The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and thank you for joining this show. This will be my last show with Voice America Variety Channel. I've been with them five years, and uh, what a journey it's been. I so much appreciate uh Aaron and Ryan and all the people that make me look like some sort of professional. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of a believe it or not, I'm something of an introvert at heart. Most people who know me don't believe that, but I thrive on research. And uh, I came to them five years ago and said, I have all this information, and I need some way to convey it to the public so they understand how serious this is. I don't know what made me think that I could do this. I was scared to death, but they made it easy for me, and uh, and it was interesting to uh, see how it all has developed over the time, and so um, it's a it's a fascinating situation that is going on here because so many changes are coming forward in our lives, and uh, they're not all good changes. And I want to use this last broadcast to make you aware of a journey that I have been on. In this case, uh, what has gone on is I woke up last Monday morning to a headline from Los Angeles Times. Now, I try not to be political. I keep my views to myself, but I I felt that it was important to get political on Proposition 57 and and Proposition 20 that just happened in California because I can see where this is going. And in this case, the headline was, Sex Offenders Can Qualify for Early Parole, California Supreme Court Rules. That's the Los Angeles Times. They are not a conservative newspaper. The other headline, Court, colon, non-forcible sex crimes offenders eligible for early parole. And, uh, you know, it's like the end of a very difficult journey. Now, it's going to start a whole new journey for me, and I hope it does for you, because I want to give you the background of how, how we arrived where we are today And more important, how do we go forward with this kind of uh, situation going on in the state of California? I have watched California legislation for some time, and it is like they are on an absolute mission to decriminalize crime. And uh, we have seen case after case after case, law after law. I have people tell me, Uh, You know, why don't you get more involved with legislation? Well, I'm not a political animal per se. I hate politics because it's just flat out dishonest. People will look you right in the eye and tell you something knowing that what the truth is is exactly the opposite of what they're saying. And then they get certain news outlets to support that. 
And so if you hear it over and over and over enough, then you begin to believe that, that they're right and your thinking might be wrong. And they begin to convince the public of things that just simply are not true. And I see that many politicians talk with forked tongue, as they used to say, that what they're saying is completely opposite of what they know to be true. And I believe that is true of the journey of Proposition 57 and Proposition 20 in California. So let's start out. What happened is in 2016, there was a ballot uh, in the state of California And uh, I'm going to, so that I don't just uh, give you my political opinion here, I'm going to read, I believe this is the LA Times, Proposition 57, sponsored by then-Governor Jerry Brown, by the way, helpfully crafted by Kamala Harris, for what it's worth, and approved by 64% of the voters in November of 2016. I'm reading from the LA Times News article. So what they're saying is in 2016, we have Proposition 57, and the way it was presented to the public was pretty slick, okay? It was one of those laws that you have to sign it to find out really what was in it. What they said is that we have too many prisoners in California, and we do. By the way, we have a lot more prisoners than anybody's copping up to, okay? Because supposedly, uh, in order to continue to receive federal funding, you can only be at 137% of prison capacity, 137%. Well, as you start to research this and dig in, you find out the prison capacity is far above that, even with letting people out early, because they're not including private prisons that they contract with, which is substantial. They're not including specialized criminal incarcerations, which are are uh, important. And so the number is really quite higher. And uh, theoretically, there's about 22,000 sex offenders that are part of that prison thing. So when they made the proposition in 57 in 2016, what they basically said is, you know, we've got a lot of people that just made a silly little mistake, a nonviolent crime, and they've changed their lives and they've been rehabilitated And they deserve a second chance. And, you know, our prisons are overcrowded. So rather build new prisons, let's let the ones that have been rehabilitated get out early. And we will let the uh, Department of Corrections and Rehabilitations make the decision on who does and who doesn't. Okay, so it made it sound like there was this poor guy who got a little high on a little pot, but now we've legalized pot. And okay, so he he stole some bubble gum down at 7-Eleven, but he's been through rehab and he's okay now and he needs to go home. Well, I'm not opposed to helping people rehab. I'm not. You know, I believe very much that if you made a mistake and you've turned your life around, if it was a nonviolent crime, then certainly you deserve consideration and a chance to get out of prison and move on with your life. I get the principle, but that wasn't the truth. The truth is that at the time that this was put together by Governor Brown and Kamala Harris, they knew that there were only about 13 nonviolent, excuse me, 13 
uh, crimes that are classified in the California Penal Code, which is the standard used by courts and used by the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. The legal definition of a, of a violent crime is determined by the Penal Code. And they knew there were not many in there. In fact, there are many uh, sexual crimes that are considered nonviolent. Many crimes against sexual crimes against children are nonviolent. Child sex trafficking are nonviolent. Uh, sex with a dead person are nonviolent. By the way, that sounds like rape to me. <laughs> you know? How do you get consent? You know, but these were not legally classified as violent crimes. And so they used the idea of feel good voting, getting you to feel compassion for people and vote for something they knew to be false. At the time, even Governor Brown said, oh, no, you know, we're not going to include sex offenders, but it was not in writing. And this is the thing that just frosts your cookies on this deal is that they got the people to vote for something they knew would not hold up in court. And now that it has come out the other end of the sausage making, okay, you're going to find out that you, the voter, were blamed that you voted for something that didn't have that in there. If that was your intent, you would have voted no until they got that in there. And so in the end, the judge is going to blame you for being an uninformed voter. And that just, I don't know about you, but that just riles me up, okay? Just really gets my goat the way that this has processed out. So Proposition 57 then passed with 64%. So what had happened here, along with it, I'm reading here, I think this is the LA Times. Uh, I have this and, yeah, this is LA Times. The other one's San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, it, It says here that allowed the State Board of Parole Hearings to consider releasing prisoners after they had completed their sentences for crimes that the law classified as nonviolent. Previous laws have required them to spend additional years. You see, they snuck something else in on you that you probably never took the time to understand. It says previous laws have required them to spend additional years. These are called sentence enhancement, sometimes decades behind bars for such factors as prior convictions, gang membership, and gun possession before being considered for parole. It was one of several recent ballot measures aimed at reducing the population of California's overcrowding prisons under federal court orders and redirecting funds from imprisonment to rehabilitation and social program. So what is this article just told you? We had too many prisoners, so they made this feel-good law. They didn't put in the truth that it would include sex offenders. They didn't tell you what a violent crime is and what a nonviolent crime is. And additionally, they left out the part or did not make it clear to you that it would also eliminate sentence enhancements on their on their uh, on their uh, sentencing time. Okay. Now, the state, to their credit, the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation run the prison, oversees the 
parole board had prohibited, prohibited the board from considering early release for inmates serving time for a conviction that required registration as a sex offender. So even though the law didn't say so, the Board of Corrections, the Department of Corrections, was saying, wait a minute, you know, Governor Brown had said it wouldn't include sex offenders, even though it was not in writing. We trusted his word. And so they weren't letting them out early. However, what happened, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here and come back to the article in a minute. What happened is in about 2017 or 18, a prisoner, and now we know who it is, at the time it was just an anonymous prisoner, was represented by the Alliance for Constitutional Sex Offense Laws, represented an, a person by the name of Gregory, Gregory Gadlin, I never can say his name. He was serving 25 years for assault. Now, that's a conviction that is not considered violent. That's right, assault is not considered violent. Assault and battery on a police officer is not considered violent. They just didn't define that for you when they got you to vote on it. And on top of it, he had sex crimes on his records, and that would have given him a sentence enhancement. And what happened is that the Alliance for Constitutional Sex Offense Laws went in and represented Gregory Gadlin, He's from L.A., but he represented him in Sacramento where they knew they had a very liberal judge. Know who you are voting for when you vote for judges. In fact, if you want to do a service for our society, your organization should start to pull up the voting records of judges and print them and publish them and make them available before elections so that you can see this. Judge Alan Sumner up in Sacramento agreed with this lawsuit and said, you know, right, in essence, what he ruled was that, that in fact, you are discriminating against sex offenders when you eliminate them for the possibility of early parole. That if the public had wanted this to include sex offenders, they would have not voted for the law. They would have waited for a law that included sex offenders. But what they did is they did a, a double take on you. They, you know, you trusted Jerry Brown when he said, no, no, it won't include them. Even now that it does include them, since we've gone through the, the end of it, he's saying, well, I never really meant for it to include them. Well, Kamala Harris, you helped craft this, and Jerry Brown, you sponsored it. And if you had intended it to include sex offenders, you know how to do this. Because you are the leader of our state, and this is literally a shill game that is going on. So what happened here is that this was declared to be uh, a discrimination, and this this Judge Alan Sumner passed this uh, or approved this case, and it started through the appeals court. It was at that time Million Kids, the organization that is bringing you this broadcast. Million kids literally raised the money and and sent off a, a lot of signatures, a lot of signatures up to Governor Brown saying, stop this now. I just realized I am way over my time. I got hot and charged up here, so I need to stop and take a commercial break. 
Stay with me, folks. We got more to come. Be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, 
back to exploited crimes against humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by MillionKids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, MillionKids.org, because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. And uh, we are not one million kids. We're not a million kids. We are just simply MillionKids.org. We operate uh, something called the Million Kids Insider Alert. And uh, what we're trying to do is take our education uh, vehicle in-house and make it available to you to come onto our website and sign up and receive Million Kids Insider's Alert. And uh, I'd ask you to do that and just go to millionkids.org, go on to the Insider Alert and give us your email address. We historically have done this, uh, promoted this through our Facebook account and Instagram and Twitter and uh, Parler and all the others that we are on. We were taken off Facebook about a month ago. We had over 14,000 very loyal, very engaged followers. This was not a social site. It's an education site. I am known for tens of thousands of hours of research, and uh, we keep you current on things like Proposition 57 and Proposition 20 and uh, some of the new apps out there. And uh, we are coming out with a movie this spring. And uh, it's all about how technology will change crime and crime solving. We want to be the go-to place to keep you right on top of all of these subjects as they're changing. And uh, we were doing that through Facebook, but apparently Facebook doesn't like our opinion or our politics, and they have taken us down. So we are rebuilding a Facebook page, if you can find us. Uh, We're very small now because we're rebuilding. I would appreciate it if you'd go to Uh, Facebook and find Million Kids and hit like. It's IE Million Kids uh, for Inland Empire Million Kids, although we're a national corporation. But more importantly, go to millionkids.org and go in and give us your email address so that we can continue to provide you with these Million Kids insider alerts. Okay, with that, I want to go back to this case. So what happened in this case was that after Proposition 57 passed, then uh, the parole board was honoring the fact that that Governor Brown had said, well, uh, this won't include sex offenders. And then this sex offender, Gregory Gadlin, was represented by the Alliance for Constitutional Sex Offense Laws, filed a, a lawsuit against the state of California saying that they were being discriminated against and were not allowed to be out early because he was classified as a sex offender. And he ha- also had these sentence enhancements. And one of the things that nobody talks about is the elimination of sex uh, of in- sentence enhancements with this, this ruling will eliminate on there. So think about all of this. A judge has just made these decisions for you. What they're saying, you know, is if you are picked up for a crime that's a nonviolent crime, but you are a sex offender, that they cannot take that into consideration because now that's a sentence enhancement, and that's just not fair. So what happened here is says that um, uh, this case, which was ju- filed and approved by Judge Alan Sumner, made its way up through the appeals court. Now, at this point, million kids had raised a lot of money and gotten a lot of uh, signatures and sent them to Governor Brown and said, this is just not right. You know, you had said, you had given your word that this would not include sex offenders. By the way, all the political uh, shenanigans going on by uh 
uh, Kamala Harris was also indicating that, okay, that she's going to be tough on crime, blah, 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 blah. And then as she off, she goes to the Senate, Senate, uh, uh, to the Senate uh, in the U.S. Senate, and of course now she's going to be our vice president. So this bill then began to take on a whole new life because it went through the appeals court, and last Monday, a chief justice, and I need to get a better understanding how to say her last name, Chief Justice Tani Cantil, and it looks like Sakaye to me, uh, Sekawa, I'm not sure how you say her name, S-A-K-A-U-Y-E. She made a ruling as a Supreme Court Chief Justice, and it was a 7-0 to zero ruling by the California Supreme Court. So it's a done deal, folks. It does not matter what you wanted or what you thought. It passed, and it is now in the law. And I want to read to you because this I find absolutely just uh, upsets me. Uh, I don't know any other way to say it. It is what it is. So you have to accept it. But I want you to understand the journey of how we got here today. The ballot measure declared, this is her quote, the ballot measure declared that inmates convicted of nonviolent felony offenses shall be eligible for parole consideration. What she's saying basically is you voted for it, you agreed to it. It, she goes on to say that means they must be considered for release after the sentence for their current crime, she said, unless it's a violent offense, and even if they have been convicted of violent crimes in the past. So even if they have a long-standing history of rape and sodomy and pimping and pandering, well, those aren't even violent crimes. You know, if they have a history of violent crimes, you don't consider that. They must be eligible for parole. She goes on to say it does not mean that sex offenders or any other inmates are entitled to parole before completing their full sentence, she went on to say. Uh, She noted that the correction department had required parole boards to consider anything in an inmate's record, including sex offenders. In dis- sex offenses, in deciding whether a prisoner's release would pose a danger to the public. But here it goes. You talk about double talk. But the language of the ballot measure contained no indication that the voters, that would be you, she's blaming you, okay? But the language of the ballot measure contained no indication that the voters intended to allow the department to create a wholesale exclusion from parole consideration based on an inmate's sex offense conviction when the inmate was convicted of a nonviolent felony. She goes on to say she acknowledged that the ballot arguments in favor said it would not change the federal court order that excludes sex offenders from parole, but the federal court order was a different subject. Ballot arguments are not legally binding, and we presume that the voters relied on the text of the measure. In other words, they're saying, you got duped, you fell for it, and we have to take the fact that you fell for it as gospel. The ruling allows a parole hearing for Gregory Gadlin, the the L.A. County man who had served 25 years for assault, a conviction the law did not classify as a violent, and had sex crimes on his record that would add another 10 years. 
Here she, they come off, they get someone to collaborate with her, saying society will be safe. She noted that inmates granted parole are monitored electronically 24 hours a day for as long as 20 years, undergoing counseling and rehab programs. Did you know that seven violent sex offenders were released early in Orange County not too long ago, and two of them had already cut off their bracelets several times? you got to be kidding me. We are already up against a break. I want to keep going on this. I'm going to ask you to stay with me, and we're going to be right back. We're going to finish this off in the next segments. Be right back. One Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Thank you for staying with us and coming back. I appreciate it very much. This is Opal Singleton and Crimes Against Humanity. I, first of all, I want to thank you, each and every one of you that have followed this show and listened to it over the years. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can reach me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. If you're willing to support our efforts in educating you and keeping you informed and uh, educating law enforcement and others, I would appreciate it if you would go to millionkids.org and donate. And please go to millionkids.org and give us your email address so that we can stay in touch with you and that you can get the Million Kids Insider Alerts as this is breaking news on a regular basis. So what you had here was a ballot in 2016 that was a sham, okay? It was glossed over, everybody understanding exactly what is happening. When you have your top law enforcement people, including your governor and your attorney general, telling you that and not telling you what a real violent crime is and a nonviolent crime is in a bill and making it clear to you what you're voting for, then that's unfortunate. On top of it, it doesn't really make it clear to the public that it will also throw out uh, sentence enhancements so that they can reduce the amount of time they're there. This is all about our top law enforcement people in the state of California that is glossing over this so that they can get these people out of prison and back into your community. How does this work for law enforcement if you know that you're going after a bad guy and he's not going to have to serve his time and that the people who testify against them are going to be uh you know, they're going to come right back to their neighborhood and uh, and see them. How does this all work? Whatever happened to justice in the state of California, I don't get it. Anyway, to finish off this story, what had happened is this this Supreme Court judge basically said that that, uh, you know, certainly sex offenders are entitled to parole before. It does not mean that they won't be entitled to parole. However, they said that had the public, had the voters uh, wanted it to include sex offenders, that you would have demanded that it include sex offenders. But, of course, they know that you're uninformed, and so, therefore, uh, they're, you know, they're they're laying it back at you in this ruling. That is one of the things that is just so frustrating to me here, is that you know you took the word of your leadership of people like Brown and and uh, Harris, and them saying that it's not going to include sex offenders when all the time they knew that many of these sex crimes are not violent, even though you and I think of them as violent. If you've been raped. You consider that violent. If you have a child who's being put out for trafficking, a 15-year-old girl who's being put out by a pimp, that looks violent to me, okay? But it is not by the penal code in the state of California. And on top of it, they're saying now in the same bill that it doesn't necessarily include sentence enhancements. And they get the very person who filed the lawsuit that upheld the appeal to say society will be safe. Janet Bellucci of the Alliance for Constitutional Sex Offense Laws. She noted that inmates granted parole are monitored electronically, except that you and I know they cut them off. 
A correction department spokesperson, Dana Simmons, has a similar assessment. She said the ruling does not mean the sex offenders will automatically be released to the community, but only that they can appear before the parole board. The board will assess the case factors individually, including whether or not to continue to propose a public safety risk. So where where is all of this coming down? Well, it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating because uh, I just feel there's a sleight of hand that goes on all the time on this subject. You know, I, I see it from a different point of view. This is the legal jargon that has gone on that will result in this. There are about 22,000 sex offenders. About 4,000 of them have been released early. Now, individual uh, judges, uh, for instance, and and superintendents down in uh, Orange County, they released these seven guys who the district attorney of Orange County just had a cow. This happened last uh, quarter, by the way. Um, I can't remember when, but I think it was about September. And, uh, you know, seven sex offenders out early. Well, they have bracelets that they'll be monitored. They already had a history of cutting the bracelets off. You know, some of them, uh, one of them actually was picked up within, I believe, 24 hours um, for lewd conduct on a, on a uh, government space. He was jerking off, off of the, excuse my language, but off at the um, county courthouse back of the building. You know, these people cannot be released on society. Why is this so important? Because how do we develop laws that can protect our kids and protect ourselves and protect victims of sex crimes? It is absolutely infuriating when you think about it, because I I agree that if you have someone who has truly a nonviolent crime, I am for rehabilitation. But what is happening in our county and our not not so much as Riverside County, but across California is they are defunding police. You know, the Los Angeles Police Department had a hundred million dollar cut. Your child has been raped. Who do you call? Your child is being put out for prostitution. What do you do? You don't have resources for complex crimes. You just will not. And then when you finally get a conviction and you you get them into prosecution and you get them into prison, then what happens is they get considered for early parole and they no longer consider any kind of sentence enhancement. And in many of the cases, they don't consider the background of it. And let's take a look at the reality of this. How are sex crimes happening? By the way, they are raging out of control in California. I have been in this business 12 years, 10 years in the state of California. I take calls from parents whose kid is missing. I just did a million kids insider alert. This girl was in uh, Fresno, California. She is 12 years old. The guy that is, uh, I think, 69. I may, no, I may be wrong. He's only 40. He was only 40. I get my cases mixed up. His father was 69, who had also been picked up for a sex offense but or uh, an assault offense is what it was. But he meets this 12-year-old online. 
And they bond for two months. They bond. And she doesn't tell. That's exactly how it happens. They groom you. They go on these dating sites. They go on the chat sites. There's a new one called Pets. Oh, my God. Do not get involved in that on Tagged. Anyway, uh, My Laugh Out Loud, Scout, Tinder, Meet Me. This is the business of me and kids is teaching you all this. And this kid goes on and gets a fantasy relationship. I kid you not. He's in Washington, D.C. She's in Fresno, California. This is why we're doing a movie about a world without borders. That girl never would have met that pedophile. He has a long, not only a long history of pedophilia, he operates a child porn a website that is horrific where children are raped over and over. But she does not know this. She has a fantasy relationship because he's telling her everything she wants to hear. And he flies from Washington, D.C., and the middle of the night can convinces her to not tell her parents and sneak out of her bedroom at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she gets in the uh, Uber or Lyft or one of those ride-sharing things and goes off to the airport with him in Fresno, and they fly to Washington, D.C. Now, I don't know exactly how it got caught. Maybe it was because the airlines have been uh, trained and they thought it was suspicious. Um, maybe it was the parents missed her and, and quickly were able to track down. I don't know how they found her, but she was picked up as they were laying over in Denver. Now, I want you to see the human side of this situation. The parents at 2 o'clock in the morning discover their 12-year-old daughter is missing. Hello. They go on her websites or or on her apps, and they find out that she has had a two-month relationship with this guy. She has been sending naked photos. She has not even completed puberty at 12, okay? She has a child's mind in what is becoming an adult body without able to make cognitive decisions on what is happening, and boom, this child is gone. Poof, gone. Can you imagine being the parent? And then, horror of horrors, she is found on an airplane as they are laying over in Denver on their way to Washington, D.C. This guy is a pedophile, a serial pedophile. He runs a child porn ring. Her photos have gone out on that child porn ring. Horrific photos. She's about to disappear forever and be put in a crime of, in a life of being a sex slave. And what happens here? If this child, if that man finally gets arrested and he gets charged and he goes to prison, he gets to be considered, considered because that's a nonviolent crime. He did not, as far as we can tell, actually physically molest her. It appears as if he's been doing sextortion of her for a very long time. Her life is ruined forever. She will never see herself again as anything but damaged goods. Okay? She will see herself knowing that those photos that she was duped in, this was probably her first sexual experience. And it's a sexual experience of crime and shame, of humiliation and embarrassment with probably out to thousands, if not millions of other pedophiles. 
And then she has a breach of trust between her and her family as she got on a plane with him somewhat willingly, and they were finding her halfway across the country. Imagine the reality of that, and that is a nonviolent crime in the state of California. This is Opal Singleton. We've got one more segment. I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we're going to be right back. Be, thank you. Be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. So here we are, folks. It's been an interesting journey. Proposition 57 passed. Um, you know, it went uh, through a, a court case. Uh, the court case went through the appeals court. And uh, just recently, we had Proposition 20 in California that basically was going to add 51 more crimes to the California Penal Code to make it a violent offense. We did everything we could in getting the word out to get people to vote yes. Unfortunately, that failed. So we are where we are here in California. You know, uh, it's it's been... Uh, an unsuccessful kind of thing, but that does not mean that we are quitting. In fact, I believe that this is the greater, the greatest time to gear up and take this on. And I'm going to ask you to come along with me. If there's ever a time in the state of California that we need prevention and intervention through education, it is right now. And we are challenged. You know, I haven't made a live presentation now since for nine months because of COVID. We have made a lot of Zooms, and we're still reaching a broad audience, and that is helpful. But it is an absolute challenge. We must more than ever. Right now, we have kids that are not in school. They are online, and you're hearing more kids' suicide in California than ever before. And I can tell you from the situations I have, you have a lot of kids. I saw a number yesterday from National Center for Missing Exploited Children that uh, the calls on sexual exploitation cases is up 15,000% this year. And I am not surprised. I am busier than ever. I'm going to ask you to consider coming alongside with us. Contact me at opal at millionkids or go to millionkids.org and give me your name, your email address. This is getting harder and harder. Facebook has taken us off. Do you know that Facebook put out over $500 million for the last election? They are becoming a powerful force, but they also have the ability to eliminate our voice in that way. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't take our communication in-house and do education that way. And we're going to, trust me, we are not taking this fight laying down. I'll tell you why I do this, even though it gets harder and harder. I worry about those women and those teenagers that testified or gave a statement to the law to that put those guys in prison for doing very bad things. When you sodomize a teenager, you ought to pay a price, Okay. And I believe that we must get this thing turned around. But think about those men that are now going to come right back to their community after those people testify. I believe that it is important to say never again. I know when you educate teenagers, they'll listen. 
if you make it clear to them how this is used, you see, we put kids on the internet and we do not explain to them how it's made and where naked photos go when you hit send. I can guarantee you that 12-year-old girl in the case that I talked about had no understanding that when she sent that photograph off to that pedophile, that it would go into a global pedophile ring. It may go out to as many as a million people. If we can make it clear to kids that one photo can go to a million people all the time that you think you're sending it off to some gorgeous hunk, maybe they will think twice. We are not being fair to the next generation. We put them on a device without explaining to them how it works. And that is one of the works of Million Kids is to create a documentary, create a movie that will explain it to them that cannot be taken down by Facebook, okay, that can get that message out across the nation that this is how it is, that your photo will not be going to where it intended, and this is your first sexual experience, and you don't know anything about the fact of who you're talking to on the other end. This is critical, critical work, folks. We must educate the parents, and we must educate the kids. We cannot depend on the law to to handle this because I guarantee you in the state of California, the law is going to pull the wool over your eyes. And unless you become a deeply informed voter by following people like me and kids and understanding what you're dealing with, you very likely can be taken in by these laws. We will 20,000 sex offenders be released early in the state of California. We don't know. I'm not saying that really will happen. It is potentially possible. But what will happen is now liberal judges, and there are a lot of them in the state of California, will now have the capacity, the parole boards will now have the capacity to look at these people and say, well, we're not going to consider the fact that you had prior sexual offenses because that's a sentencing enhancement. And we think that you've been rehabilitated. And what you did was not a a violent crime. So, you know, you look like we're going to put take all of our money that normally goes for law enforcement and put it in social redevelopment sites. We're going to take that money out of prisons and we're going to put it into rehabilitation and we're going to put them out on the street and let them rehabilitate in your neighborhood next to your family. Folks, I need you in this fight. This is my last broadcast with Voice America Variety Channel. I'm going to miss these folks. I am. This has been a tremendous ride. Thank you to Ryan. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to all you folks that have been able to help us get our message out there. I hope you'll continue to support the work of Million Kids. I hope you'll support us financially, you know, any way you can. If you're a foundation, give us a grant. If you're an individual, go to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. Text to donate or do it the old-fashioned way and send us a check. We even take gifts in kind if you want to. 
Whatever it takes, we're not giving up the fight. Thank you to Voice America for supporting our work over the last five years. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. We're going to miss you. And thank you to each and every one of you that have supported our work. Happy New Year. Looking to 2021. We're going to take these folks on. Put your arms around your family, folks. Give your kids a hug. Tell them you believe in them. Look at your spouse and tell them you're proud of them. Have a great New Year. Signing off, Opal Singleton, Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 